Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday. The extended version of Inside Sources will be with you all the way till 3 o'clock when we pass it off to the tanned and rested Jeff Kaplan, who's back in the building today. Uh, obviously, the one of the breaking stories of the day has been the announcement that Ambassador John Huntsman will be stepping down uh, at the end of October uh, from his assignment in Russia and uh, where he goes next. Uh, we don't exactly know. We think it might have something to do with the state of Utah. Uh, but when that announcement came out, I, I immediately thought we need to get Jesse Hyde from the Deseret News down here. Uh, Jesse, thanks for joining us in studio. Thanks for having me. Uh, you did a uh, a deep dive profile. You actually went to Russia mm-hmm. and uh, spent a week or so over there with the ambassador, kind of shadowed and, and did some conversations. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it was a great opportunity just to kind of get a behind-the-scenes peek at what his life is like there. And, uh, you know, we spent quite a bit of time at the Spasso House, his official residence, and also we went down to the embassy, which is sort of like a, a military fortress almost. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and like I think our our basic objective was to provide local readers a view into his life there and exactly what he was doing. Yeah, and uh, give us a sense of uh, it, it's it's hard to project what that feels like to be in a place where you you know people are watching, you know people are listening. Uh, what was that? What was that like for you as a reporter? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, for me as a kid, you know, who grew up in the height of the Cold War. You know, Rocky Four comes to mind. Um, you sort of everything's have, about Rocky Four, right? It is. If you're my age, everything's about Rocky. Yeah, uh, but you sort of have this perception of of Russia, uh, and you know, a lot of people told me, "Oh, you should be careful. You know, don't take your laptop. They'll be tracking you." Maybe they were. I don't think I'm anywhere near as important as Ambassador Huntsman. So maybe I was on their radar. You are okay. But yeah, I, I didn't get the feeling I was being tracked. Uh, so as you look at the work that uh, Ambassador Huntsman was was doing there, uh, from from a leadership standpoint, one, uh, what did you see him do? Uh, and what do you think his legacy uh, as ambassador is going to be in Russia? It's a good question. I think, uh, you know, he is very very well suited to being a diplomat and as you know i think when he was 32 he was Mm -hmm. a diplomat to singapore i'm sorry the ambassador uh was then ambassador to china and so this is a guy who it's it's in his bones i mean if you if you were thinking like you know some people they they dream of being like an nfl quarterback i don't know if he dreamt of being an ambassador but so well suited to it and it's like what he's most interested in if you ask him what his favorite books are he told me that one of his favorite books was like the collected works of the founder of Singapore. Uh, <laughs> you know, how many people could say that, uh, you know, or knew that it existed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, totally loves world affairs. And I also think is very well suited to the di- diplomacy aspect of the job, mm-hmm. um, to having those like high level conversations. And 
I mean, I think it speaks to that skill set that he was very circumspect in what he shared with us, knowing that it was everything we were talking about was, you know, being listened to. Yeah, and that is such an interesting quality. So often when we talk about leadership today, we talk about it in the terms of of political. It's kind of chest-thumping, out-front, braggadocious, stump speech kind of stuff. Uh, but your experience was was with someone who's much more cerebral, uh, thoughtful, and contemplative. Uh, how do you think that uh, carries over in terms of him coming back to the uh, U.S. and potentially here to Utah? Yeah, I mean, obviously a very different position. I mean, in that position as ambassador, most of the work is behind the scenes, and he couldn't tell us about a lot of the work that that he did. I think as ambassador... When you look at some of his predecessors, there were some who were much more, I don't know about chest thumping, but like Michael McFall, for example, mm-hmm. would take to Twitter. And sometimes those would end up in you know international incidents. And I think right. if you look at Huntsman's time in Russia, there's certainly nothing you could point to where I think he, in his actions as ambassador, embarrassed himself or the country. I think he represented himself and the country very well. How that would translate to you know another run for governor, I think you know probably looking at his last you know, time in office would maybe be most indicative of how he would serve. Yeah, I want to ask you about that again. If you're just uh, joining us uh, with the announcement today that Ambassador John Huntsman is uh, resigning, stepping down as ambassador at the end of October, a lot of speculation fueled in terms of a potential return to Utah, potential rerun uh, for the governorship. Uh, Jesse, as you spent a uh, a week or so with him, but again, behind the scenes, watching him, what what do you think it is about a uh, a governorship that might be interesting to him, and what kind of process decision process do you think he would take if he were going to look at that as a real possibility? Yeah, so one of the last nights we were in Russia, he he called me aside and, and revealed that he had um, skin cancer, and he asked me not to reveal that until the profile came out. And then, as it turned out, he was coming to Salt Lake for a treatment, and so I went up to his house with with. Uh, Mary Kay was there. And what struck me was how much we talked about his time as governor. Um, he never said the words, I'm proud of what it maybe he did. I, I don't remember saying I'm proud, but there, but there was definitely a sense that he was very proud of what had been accomplished um, when he was governor. And I think we still see the imprint of that today on the state in terms of uh, some of the economic uh, me- metrics. Uh, in terms of his decision-making process, I think it would really come down to, can I make a difference? I think he is very results-oriented. Um, and I think, you know, what, what was revealed to me both in Russia when I met with him here in Salt Lake is that he really does love Utah. And I think um, he would relish the chance to come back and, and make a difference for for the state. Yeah. Uh, one last question for you, Jesse, before we cut you loose, because we know you have a compelling training you've got to get yeah. to today. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things that I find about uh, John Huntsman Jr. is that we've talked about his ability to be the diplomat, mm-hmm. to play that role behind the scenes influence. Uh, but then he also has this skill set where he can be the chief executive. Yeah. He can drive an agenda uh, and get some things done. There are very few people who are really good at both of those. Mm-hmm. Did you sense uh, in Russia that there was maybe frustration or, or wanting to be able to to lead, to be the executive, to move more as opposed to just try to influence? I did, yeah. I mean, I think that role is one in which, you know, you are the face uh, of the United States and the administration, but at the same time, there's not a lot you can do. You know, I mean, there's department, there's decisions that are made by, by 
the State Department, Secretary of State. And yeah, I think he did feel sort of hemmed in and, and probably frustrated by it's the job, you know, I mean, there's, he can't change that, but I'm sure that, that the opportunity to come back and, and really be a chief executive and be able to leave your imprint and, and really get things done is probably very appealing to him if he is considering a run. Yeah. Last, last question for you, uh, Jesse, again, we've got Jesse Hyde from the Deseret News with us here. Uh, in your time that you spent with Ambassador Huntsman in Russia, uh, any, any wow moments, any surprise? Wow. I, wouldn't have thought that about him or his approach to things. So obviously before I went, I had done quite a bit of reading on him. I talked to a lot of people who, who met him or knew him well, but I had never met him. Uh, and, and, you know, if you, from a distance, there's this perception of him really good looking, uh, kind of a blue blood. And so maybe there's an empty suit there, you know, someone who just got by on looks and wealth. And what struck me the most was like, this is a very well-read a uh, very intelligent person who takes what he's doing very seriously. And I don't want to say I was totally surprised by that, but it did strike me, uh, you know, how, yeah, how well-read and, and studied he is and how seriously he takes the job. Yeah, I think that uh, that depth uh, of, of knowledge and, again, just world experience that he's had and, uh, and that commitment uh, he is one of those that I think falls into that line of, uh, you know, if the president calls, you take the call. And yeah. if the president asks, regardless of whether it was President Obama mm-hmm. uh, asking him to go to China uh, or President Trump asking him to go to Russia. Is there anyone in, in your memory, uh, I mean, has anybody ever even come close to playing that kind of role? I mean, if you if you take, if you just take Russia and China uh, ambassador, that's pretty rare air in my opinion. Yeah, and, and as you know, he had that no labels mm-hmm. uh, group. With Joe Lieberman. Yeah, Lieberman. and so so I think this idea of bipartisanship, of being someone who is in the middle and wants to work with both parties. I mean, yeah, to your point, he served under Obama. When Obama was really loathed, I think, by a lot of Republicans, and then he quickly served under Trump, and mm-hmm. you know, Trump is loathed by a lot of um, Democrats. And so I think that does speak to what you said, this desire to serve. And I guess one last thing I would add is when I was leaving his house, one of the images that really struck me is there in his office, he has the flags up of all the, you know, there's for his sons who have served the military, the state of Utah flag, China flag for all the places where he served the U S. And I think that's a nice metaphor for kind of how he sees his role in public service. Yeah. And I think the fact that uh, two of his sons uh, serve and have served uh, is, is another Really extraordinary thing. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Jesse Hyde from the Deseret News, thanks for joining us. Always thanks, appreciate your insight. Great stuff on uh, John Huntsman, uh, soon, to be, soon to be former ambassador John Huntsman. Uh, maybe there's a, a return to Utah and a run for the governorship. Uh, we will watch that closely here on KSL News Radio. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour break. When we come back, we'll start to break down the mayor's race one week to go. Uh, in before the primary election in Salt Lake City. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday here on KSL News Radio. And uh, we're continuing to follow all the breaking news of the day. If you've uh, just just joined us, we uh, we had uh, Jesse Hyde with us from the Deseret News, who spent uh, over a week in Russia with Ambassador Huntsman, doing a little behind-the-scenes work there, uh, letting people see behind the curtain in terms of what that ambassadorship looks like and what his leadership is doing there uh, in Russia. And a great one to to check out there. If you missed that, you can pick that up on our uh, podcast on the KSL News Radio app or on KSL.com. Uh, great to to have Jesse in the house with us. Uh, again, really interesting behind-the-scenes look in terms of what the ambassador is doing. Uh, and as I mentioned during our interview, because uh, as you know, I'm always looking at things from what's the leadership angle? What's the leadership angle? Who's really leading and how are they leading and, and what do they enjoy doing in terms of leadership? Uh, and far too often in the world today, we're talk we talk about leadership in the context of someone who's out in front, on the stage, in the limelight, in front of the microphone, delivering the speech, pounding the chest, look at me. Uh, and uh, John Huntsman Jr. has a unique set of skills. There, there just aren't that many people who can play the role of the diplomat, which is all of the subtleties of uh, culture and language and history and influence, but not authority, and not power, and not out front, and not uh, having your own agenda. Uh, and so it's a it's a very interesting role. And then you, you take that, and then you, you show uh, John Huntsman Jr.'s experience as governor in the executive chair, where you get to say, here's my vision, here's my agenda, here's the people I'm going to surround myself with, and we're going to go execute something and be held accountable for it. It's a very different set of skills, and Ambassador Huntsman is, again, one of those unique, rare individuals that possess both of those skills and served him very well. Uh, I don't know that there's ever been anyone who's been the ambassador to both Russia and China. Uh, that is really rare air, and and then also to be a governor of a state of Utah. Uh, a lot of people have asked, well, why in the world why in the world would John Huntsman Jr. ever want to come back and be governor again? He's He's d- been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Why would he want to do that? And to me, it's it goes back to a couple of things. If he decided uh, that this was the thing to do, it would be based on a vision. It would be based on his, his love and commitment to the state that uh, I think he believes that Utah is uniquely positioned, not just in the West and not just in the the country, but in the world, uh, in terms of our international outreach, our international business climate that we have here in the state of Utah, uh, and I think he, I think he feels and senses that Utah is going to play a, a pretty significant role again, not just in the West and the country, but internationally in the years to come. And so, leading that, driving that kind of opportunity, I think that's something that would be interesting uh, to a John Huntsman Jr. Uh, but we will have to wait and see. Uh, he announced his uh, resignation today, effective in October. So there's a little bit of a window there. And uh, then we'll see what uh, that decision is. And then, of course, we'll see how that plays. Currently, we only have one declared candidate, and that's the lieutenant governor, Spencer Cox. 
uh, is in the race and is traveling to every nook and cranny uh, in the state. If you follow uh, his uh, social media handles, uh, he is everywhere in the state uh, and really trying to build that grassroots support uh, that is important for a statewide race. Uh, so he's in. We know that uh, Jeff Burningham is is doing the exploratory committee, has been raising money, has been traveling around, uh, is getting some interesting traction there. We have Speaker Greg Hughes, uh, who also has a lot of connections to John Huntsman Jr. So that would be an interesting juxtaposition of whether the speaker, former speaker, would get into the race or not, whether he would have a role uh, in a Huntsman run or not, or whether he's just ready to, to run on his own uh, vision and the things he did as Speaker of the House. Uh, and there's a host of others that are uh, looking at it, and we'll continue to track all of those, follow those as we move along here on KSL News Radio. I want to spend just our, our last couple of minutes of this segment and uh, break down a little bit in terms of where we are with the Salt Lake Mayor's race. And we are one week away from primary election day, and uh, mail in ballots has already arrived at people's homes. If uh, you're in the Salt Lake voting area, you should have that ballot. You can vote by mail and get that done. Uh, Otherwise, you have until next Tuesday uh, to cast your vote for Utah's mayor. And this is one of those votes that really matters. It's an off year. It's an off off year. It's an odd year, 2019. And it's August 13th. A lot of folks are just still doing uh, summer vacations, last uh, gasp efforts there and a little back to school shopping. So it's harder for these candidates to really get some traction or any kind of momentum. Uh, but this is how it's it's shaping up coming down the, the home stretch. Uh, coming down the home stretch, uh, recent uh, poll conducted uh, by the Salt Lake Tribune and the Hinckley Institute of Politics at the University of Utah, uh, these were uh, 444 registered voters, uh, showed that uh, uh, former Senator Jim DeBacchus still uh, holds the lead, uh, but it's it's a narrow lead. Uh, he's at 21% uh, with Luz Escamilla at 17%. And then Salt Lake City Councilwoman Erin uh, Mendenhall uh, is closing in and seems to have the the most momentum in terms of jumping uh, in the last uh, poll in the last few weeks. She's at uh, currently at 13%. Uh, and so remember that the top two candidates will go on to the no- November election uh, for Salt Lake City Mayor. So really, it's come down, I think, to those three. Uh, you still have some of the other candidates uh, that are out there and, and could be within striking distance. Again, this is all going to be about, do you have the operation to get people out to vote or get them to get that uh, ballot out of their recycling bin and get it filled out and sent in in time? Uh, Dave, David Garbett is at 9%. David Ibarra is at 6%. Sam Penrod, excuse me, Stan Penrod, uh, Penfold, excuse me, uh, at 5%, uh, and then on down from there. And uh, so, again, I, th- I think those first three are the ones to really watch over these uh, closing seven days. We'll get all three of those and some of the others on uh, to give some closing arguments, uh, perhaps late in the week this week, Friday or maybe next Monday. We'll get them uh, on the line or in the studio here to make their case to Salt Lake City voters as uh, as we come down the home stretch there. So I, I think it's interesting. Uh, again, uh, Jim DeBacca started with a, a big lead in terms of name ID for sure. Uh, but I think it's going to get really, really, really close between uh, Luz Escamilla, Aaron Mendenhall, and uh, Jim DeBacca. I think that's going to be the real test down the stretch. So we'll continue to monitor that and see what happens 
uh, right here on KSL News Radio. We're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, uh, we are going to be joined by Carol Noor, and we're going to talk about video games and their impact uh, on our children. Stay with us. This is Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.